0: you
1: believe in ghosts and the paranormal?
2: Now, are, they, are they UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental? I don't know.
0: And police in Espanola are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts.
3: Are ghosts. Welcome, everybody, uh, to a special episode of uh, Bonus Art content that we have out called Strangers on the Ranch. Uh, I'm Shane.
1: I'm John. I'm Josh.
3: I'm
4: Alex.
2: I'm Larry.
3: Yeah, so for those of you who are following along, which, you know, if you're listening, hopefully you're, you're following along. You didn't catch us at the very end of everything. Um, but we actually have been weekly reviewing the Secrets of Skinwalker, which is on History Channel. Um, It has completed its first season. I'm going to safely say, boys, that it's going to come back. I I don't see why it wouldn't, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah,
1: for For sure. sure. It's it's definitely coming back. I'll chop my pinky uh, off if it doesn't.
3: (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Let's not hold you to that but just saying. So anyway, so uh, we did the season. It it was, it was fun. It was amazing. You know, the recap, uh, last episode is pretty much a recap on just everything they discovered and everything that they, uh, that they had ran into. Uh, And, you know, in my opinion, it's probably one of the best um, high stranger shows out there because it has a little bit of everything. It's not just a ghost adventure. It's not just this. It's just a, it's just an amazing walk through that property. And, uh, and I don't know, I think they, they gave it pretty good justice. Um, on this one, this is kind of a special one for us because we, we actually have someone that's close to us and actually closer to Larry more than anybody, uh, that had some experiences, uh, up there in the Uinta basin and Larry, I'm going to throw it to you for just a quick intro and then we can kind of roll from there.
2: Okay. Um, my wife, Carissa used to work out there in the Uinta basin, you know, not too far from Skinwalker and, you know, things happen throughout the whole basin that are unexplainable so you know, she's going to tell her story of what happened to her while she worked there. And, and then after that, we're going to ask her some questions about it.
3: Yeah. It's, and it's a pretty amazing story. And I remember when I first met you guys, uh, Larry and Alex, when you, when our first trip up to Skinwalker last year, uh, and you were telling me about it and, uh, uh, both of you guys did a great job interviewing her. I, I think what last year you put it together, had some nice background music. That's what we're going to play now. It's about 13, 14 minutes and and it's just her explaining her side and what had happened, what she experienced. Um, and then like Larry said, we're going to have her back on and, and we're going to ask her some follow up questions and see how she feels it. You know, it happened so long ago. What's our insight now? And then, of course, you loop the secrets of Skinwalker into it and and the the popularity that that show has had. There's a lot of factors in here. And so I I think it would just – we all thought it would be really neat to have this on and have this episode out there. So um, unless anybody else has any further ado, uh, let's go ahead and listen to the clip.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Hello.
3: My name is Carissa.
5: My darling husband, Josh, has asked me to – tell this story of a thing that happened when I was working out in the Uinta Basin in 2013-ish. I don't remember the exact year because it's been a while now, but a little bit of backstory. I worked for the state of Utah doing water-related activities and so for A full summer, we were stationed out in the Uinta Basin, where a group of probably six of us were living four days on, four days off, and we lived in camp trailers at a place called Steinecker Reservoir. And Steinecker Reservoir is about 35 miles northeast, as the crow flies, from Skinwalker Ranch. And I'm assuming if you have are listening to this podcast or have heard that name at all, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. There's some weird stuff that goes on out there. Um, but this is kind of my story about what I witnessed out there and what I found to be quite possibly the spookiest experience that I have had. Um, so, like I said, we were a group of a bunch of us living out there in our own individual camp trailers at Steinecker Reservoir. And we would go out and work during the day and then come home at night or come back to the trailers at night, sleep, get up, go back to work. I was partnered with one other person, his name was Jeff. He was great. Um, And so during the day we'd go out, we'd come back. And there was one week where there was a series of kind of weird events that happened. We would be out working during the day. We'd come home or come back to the trailer. And around my trailer in particular, one day I found a bunch of rabbit parts, like its head, its hind legs, its feet, like it had clearly been ripped apart. And we had heard coyotes out there a bunch, which is common for That area for the basin and also just for Utah in general. There are coyotes all over the place. Um, You know, there were hawks, birds of prey, things like that. And so the first day I was like, oh, well, it's probably just a hawk or something that has caught a bunny and happened to kind of dismember it all around my trailer, which was a little bit frustrating and, well, not frustrating, but just a little bit freaky for me because I'm. have been vegetarian for almost 27 years and so that was weird um but so Jeff was lovely and helped me clean up the bunny parts and you know move them away from my trailer back into the brush because of course if something was eating it we didn't want to just throw it in the garbage and have it go to waste and so it was all cleaned up fine went to sleep got up went to work came back the second day and again bunny parts scattered all around my trailer and so i thought that was pretty strange because you know two days in a row there aren't a ton of big trees right around my trailer where like a hawk could be and also hawks are pretty typically they're pretty good about keeping what they catch and eating what they catch Um, same with coyotes, same with a lot of other predators. They're really good at not wasting stuff. And this just kind of seemed like a blatant waste of a rabbit. Um, we know it's not, or I know it's not the same rabbit that was there before the the first day because I checked because I remember where we put that other rabbit, same rabbit was there. So it was a separate bunny scattered all around my trailer again. Again, Jeff saw how upset this made me, and so he offered to help clean it up. We cleaned it up, you know, kind of did the same thing, scattered it into the bushes to not let anything go to waste because it seems terrible, bugs and whatever can eat it. Um, Went to sleep, not a big deal. Got up, went to work the next morning, came home. Third night, or third day in a row, there was another bunny, all ripped up into pieces, scattered all around my trailer. And at this point I started asking the other people that were in our group, like, hey, have you had anything like this happen? Is this weird? What's, you know, what's going on? And everyone was like, oh no, that's very weird. Like we haven't seen anything like that. So I was just kind of like, okay, well, don't really like that. It's not cool. Um, If somebody's playing a joke on me, I really don't appreciate it because, again, vegetarian forever and not into it. And so that night, went to bed, was a little bit, you know, upset. But went to bed, got up, went to work the next morning, came back to the trailer, and there was a pile of juniper berries stacked up on on the step of my trailer on the bottom step of my trailer. And juniper berries to me have always been kind of a sign of protection and a sign of, um, yeah, that's what my parents always taught me When they, whenever they would go on trips and would bring stuff back for me. If I couldn't go with them for whatever reason, it was often like a juniper berry necklace. And they would always tell me that, you know, the, the native people of Utah thought of it as a protection kind of thing, and they wanted me to have it. And so that pile of big juniper berries on my step really freaked me out Um, just because I was like, okay, bunnies, shattered bunnies everywhere, first of all, why? Now this perfect pile of juniper berries that I don't see how any animal could have placed perfectly. It was like a perfect little pyramid of juniper berries. And so of course I left them there. It did not knock them over. It did not move them stepped over them Um, that night I went and hung out not at my trailer because I was kind of freaked out and we would often like go have dinner at another person's trailer and have a couple drinks and kind of wind down from the day and come back and so I came back to my trailer that night I always slept with the windows open because I didn't want to run the AC just because that's who I am as a person not trying to waste energy and not trying to you know Josh gets mad at me because I don't let him turn the AC on until like July, unless it's over 100 degrees. Um, And so that's, I had all the windows open of the trailer. Um, Obviously I locked the door when I went to bed. Didn't have music on, no lights, nothing. Went to bed that night, fell asleep, and woke up later that evening and could hear like a pull at my door, at my trailer door. And I sat up in bed and was just kind of like, what is happening? That's very weird. Like, who? Okay, Jeff, are you messing with me? Or, like, Ben, are you messing with me? Not cool. And just sat up and didn't get out of bed, but just sat up. And as I sat up, there was a window just to my left. Like, if I'm laying in bed, I sit up and I look. And the trailer door is to the left-hand side. And there's two windows flanking the bed on either side. Of me and the window to the left, the moon was pretty full that night and was coming in through the window. I had the the blinds cracked just a just a little bit and just for airflow. Um, but so I had the window open, the blinds cracked for airflow, um, and was sitting there waiting to to and see if anybody walked past the window or, you know, what was happening or if, like, somebody came up and was like, hey, wake up. Um, But tugging at the door, it was locked. Um, Sitting up, tugging a little bit more. And then as I sat there and was quiet, I watched something that was very, very tall and not human move past the window to my left that was like two feet away from my bed um i've never in my 20 or excuse me i'm pretending that i'm younger than i am um, i've never in my 36 years of life seen anything move the way that whatever that was moved um it Oh man, it still scares the hell out of me. Like this is why I hate telling the story, and I refuse to tell it out in the wilderness or outside or at night. And it's nighttime, and I really don't like it. Um, but yeah, it was very big, and it moved in a way I've never seen anything move, and to this day have never seen anything move. And it's been a long time now that this has happened. But the thing, it just it stays with me. That image stays with me. There's, I won't ever forget that and the way that it made me feel. Um, so I sat there. It moved past my window, and I sat there for a very long time, contemplating: Do I get up and sprint across the the road to one of my coworkers' trailers? Do I just sit there? and be so, so fucking scared? Or do I jump up and slam all the windows and make sure every hatch, nook, everything is locked, turn on the air conditioning, and turn on the radio? I did the latter. I jumped up and turned, or made sure everything was locked, and turned on the radio, and turned on the air conditioning, and I slept like that for... remainder of the summer out there. I always turned on my air conditioner, I always locked every single window, I always locked every single door, um, because whatever that was, was not something that I ever want to see again. Um, Yeah, even though I didn't get like a full, really, really great look at it because the moon was shining behind it and just kind of illuminating its silhouette, but If that was a person it was Mark Eaton and he was hammered or on meth or something, I don't know. But (laughs) it was it was not it was not normal. Um, so the vicinity to Skinwalker leads me to believe that it is something that should not be messed with and the vicinity or and all of the other things leading up to that lead me to believe that it is something that should not be messed with or if you are going to look into it to do it with the utmost respect and caution and reverence because that I don't know I don't know some weird shit out there so that is my story and I have told it to you now thanks bye
3: All right. Uh, yeah, just amazing story. Number one, and um, welcome, Chris. By the way, to uh, to this special episode of uh, Strangers on the Ranch, uh, we we're telling our listeners just with your experience. We had just listened to the clip and and what that entails. Um, first of all, you know, I, you know, I I can imagine how you feel, and I I think without getting too personable with you, uh, we just want to ask questions on on where you stand now. You know, what happened a while ago, what your experiences were. And and then again, like before we left, we were talking about, you know, the popularity of Skinwalker and the popularity of Utah Utah Basin this whole time really changes the format up there of what things are. And, and it'd be interesting just to hear your perspective on that. So uh, without further ado, Carissa, welcome to uh, welcome to Strangers on the Ranch, Strange Uncles.
5: Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Thanks for coming on. We're so Yeah, we appreciate it. And that uh, that story is pretty terrifying. <laughs> I think I would have been. I think I would have bounced that
0: that first night. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> think I would have been there. How did you make it through the rest of the summer up there?
5: With a lot of wine <laughs> <laughs> at <that> night. Fair.
0: <laughs> Very fair. Um,
5: no, but really, I like, as I said in the story, I changed the entire way that I, like, went to bed and slept for the rest of the summer. And I slept with the air conditioning on every single night with the windows locked, the doors locked, the radio on, like, I didn't want to know what was out there after that. I was done.
3: So, I, I have a question. How long did it I mean, obviously that affected you and and your time up there and how you wanted to do because you didn't want to deal with that again. when you came back and you weren't out there in Yuant the Utah Basin anymore and you were kind of grounded here wherever you ended up relocating, how long did it take you to kind of acclimate and and I guess not wipe the memory away, but at the same time just kind of feel normal in your own surroundings
5: Um I mean, It didn't take a super long time, but at the same time, like I, Starvation Reservoir out in, by Duchesne is the closest that I will camp to Skinwalker. That is the very closest. I refuse to camp at Steinecker again, unfortunately, because it's beautiful. It's a great place to camp or Red Fleet. I don't want to camp in any of those places just because it frankly is terrifying to me. And so that has kind of shaped the way that I look at camping in that area and when josh told me that you guys were going out there i was like have fun i will be at home (laughs) so (laughs) with the doors locked
2: (laughs) we need to go to those places
1: yeah well so i know you guys camp a lot um are you ever hesitant about going anywhere else is that something that's kind of in the back of your mind if you say go to moab or yellowstone you know just anywhere else that's not the Uinta basin
5: I think the place that I was the most hesitant about going was when we took our trip on the extraterrestrial highway Mm -hmm. and camping in that area. I was, I don't know why, but I just didn't really feel great about that, but we still went.
2: There was still, there was some pretty ominous feelings along that trip as well uh, that reminded me a lot of Skinwalker for sure. Yeah,
5: there were some roads that we drove down that I was like, I don't like this. Let's find a different place to camp.
2: <laughs> and of yeah. course, I was down to stay there, but yeah, <laughs> well, <that's...
4: of> <laughs> you always are, Larry.
2: Yeah. Crazy dad, <laughs> got a right? problem
1: family along these wild adventures, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still,
2: still was what three? Yeah, two. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> I was like, we're going, <laughs> and it um, was
5: great. It was fun, <laughs> but
4: yeah.
3: So I've got a question on your a little bit of your background and your beliefs, I guess. Um, and i maybe you've always had a, maybe you haven't, but did you always believe in something that maybe was out there that couldn't be explained? And then you had this experience and it, it did it either change it? Did it make it more confident that there is something out there? What's that look like for you?
5: Um, yeah. I, I've always believed that there are different, things out there that we don't really understand and that we don't know about. Um, I've had quite a few strange paranormal experiences with things in our home and other places. And so I knew that was out there, but this really put the nail in the coffin for me. I was, after that happened, I was like, well, that's clear as day now.
4: <laughs> I think um, you're also just really sensitive to Carissa. Like, I think you're mm-hmm. kind of empathic, yeah. like, sort of how I feel out there, too. And Shane as well. Like, I don't know. Some people just feel it more.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, I think if you're trying to shut it out, there's a lot of people that just turn that off. So they're just not able to even pick up on anything. But people that are more open and stuff, I, I, I think they're, you're not necessarily looking for it, but you're not trying to just completely shut it out so yeah yeah Uh, exactly um yeah i remember i remember that uh pan is kind of separate but i remember that cast iron pan flying in your kitchen straight off the stove and the handle breaking (laughs) really yeah we were in yeah when john when john lived with us for a while Uh uh-huh and there was a cast iron skillet that just Flew off the stove the handle broke off and we were just like what
3: cast what iron on top of that that's crazy yeah.
1: yeah yeah
0: that shit's not exactly light no not at all
5: and no. and it didn't break the tile which was great yeah. <laughs> the
2: la- that it landed <laughs> the, on the, but the cast, iron, the cast iron
5: broke which was very well, very it, weird it literally
2: yeah. flew across the room from the what was that on the
5: stove or it was on the counter counter, yeah
2: um so you said
1: you've always kind of
2: been in
1: tune or just you've kind of always believed in let's say paranormal or unexplained things did this in in any way change or enhance your beliefs or ideas of you know what it possibly could be or just anything like that
5: Absolutely. it. Um, you know, you always hear the lore of Skinwalker and of shape-shifting entities and things that you really shouldn't mess with. Um, and I think I always believed in it, you know, on some level. But this, like, after seeing that, I was like, that is something that I absolutely cannot explain. And I have never seen and have never seen since that. Well, it,
2: it... Became tangible. Yeah,
5: it did exactly. It was something that I saw that I knew I was awake. I knew I was not dreaming, and it. Yeah, it's still. I mean, still, I think about it, and the way that it moved, and the way that. (laughs) It gives me chills thinking about
3: it. So let me ask you a quick question: When you actually started experiencing it, and was it? I mean, was your immediate thought that it was something? Skinwalker related or what was your immediate thought something different? It could have been an animal, could have been a, uh, like, where's that, what's that process look like?
5: So my immediate thought was when I, cause I could hear something tugging on the door of my trailer and I was like, what the hell? Like, who's trying to break into my trailer? Like, I'm clearly here. Um, and so I was like, well, maybe it's a coworker. Maybe somebody's just trying to mess with me. And so that's why I sat up and just kind of listened for a minute to see if I could hear any sound or, you know, maybe it was just some random person in the campground
0: at the wrong trailer. In case they were just pranking you or something.
5: Yeah, yeah. And so that's why I just kind of sat there and listened. And then when I saw it move across the window, that's when I was like, that is not any of my coworkers because they are not that big. And they do not move like that. So, and that can't be another person in the cramp campground, like, unless it's someone who's seven, eight feet tall, which is yeah. not normal.
3: Right. <laughs> <laughs> not, not for a lot of people, not unless you're a beaters. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. So anyway, well, how long are you up there prior to this experience? Like you were up there for, um, well, it was for that, for, it was for the job. But everything else before, was there any little indication even prior that maybe you didn't put two and two together till that encounter happened? Like even it was something small or this was just this one event is really what happened in your timeline staying up there?
5: Um, So we were up there for an entire summer. And so we had been up there at that point for probably two months. And there were a lot of places that – when we pulled in to go and do our field work, I, like something in my gut told me, do not get out of this car, do not get out of the truck. And so I wouldn't, I just would tell my, my field partner, like, I'm not going on this one. Sorry, you can go knock on that door, good luck. Like, wow, knocking out of the car. It just, there was a lot of places that really truly felt like the Hills had eyes, like you were being watched constantly while you were in certain
2: areas.
3: I love that show at the same time yeah. that show deeply, deeply disturbs me.
2: Uh-oh. Like uh, kind of like Randlett and places like oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, like we, we those worked, weird little towns around there that are just so like there's a crazy vibe going on.
5: Well and that's where we were primarily stationed was like Fort Duchesne, Randlett, Roosevelt, Bluebell, Altona, like all of those little towns Kind of I don't know my directions but away from Vernal and the rest of the team was stationed in Vernal area and kind of the opposite side of us and so we were kind of just out there in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. we worked in Fruitland a lot and right. yeah it was it's a it's a very it has a very heavy vibe out there.
3: Well, I confirm, like with Ranlett. Ranlit's a very weird, depressing. I mean, the minute you start driving into that tiny little town, it, it just the ambiance just a- automatically drops and changes. And actually, that book that was written in the uh, late '70s, revised here, I think, 2009, uh, Utah UFOs on Display. That there's a lot of those sightings that happened occurred in Ranlett. and um, you know, and again, you know, we talk about this. And we've said this on the show. That there's no, you know, just because the Skinwalker Ranch has a fence around it doesn't mean that that fence is bordering and keeping everything contained. I mean, it's just that area seems to have something about it.
1: Yeah, and it well, doesn't and I think, stop in the making. I think like towns like Ranlett, too, uh, like the severe poverty doesn't mm-hmm. help any sure, of the vibes, sure. like minus the paranormal, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did any did any of your other team ever, I can't remember if you said that in the story, but did any of your other team members like experience anything weird or were you the only, like, they were just, yeah, everything's fine. Pretty much. And when I started asking about, Hey, have you guys seen anything
5: like this bunny that is dismembered all around my trailer? Is this happening near you or and they were all looked at me like I was crazy. They were like, what yeah. are you talking about? And Jeff, my partner that helped me like clean them up, he, uh, yeah, I mean, he knew, he, he could see what was happening. Yeah. And, but other than that, like, as far as I know, nobody saw anything weird or.
1: It was just basically yeah.
2: focused on you.
3: Yeah. For whatever reason. Well, well- What was a reaction to other?
2: You are are sensitive to it, though. I mean, I think there's, sure, something to that. You know, same same with Al. I noticed and and Shane as well. Like like we were saying earlier, maybe those bunny parts. can pick on it, pick up on it like easier than some people. You know.
4: Yeah, I was gonna say maybe those bunny parts were some sort of offering to you, Carissa. Like it seemed like whatever out was out there, like wanted you specifically.
1: I was kind of thinking that same thing like what if it was like a gift almost
4: and then
5: i was like fuck this gift this is terrifying Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why it was like now i'm coming after you
0: <laughs> then it brought the juniper berries because either the significance of protection or it realized you weren't eating the rabbit so maybe you wanted fruit
5: yeah yeah <laughs> maybe i mean and i never really thought about it that way which i wish i kind of would have because it would have made the rest of my summer a lot better oh, so, that but... would have
0: freaked me out a lot more if I thought it was like into me <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's that yeah, specifically like
2: talking to you yeah. Yeah. Little, I mean, little,
3: yeah. little rocks on the ground shaped like a heart I mean yeah that I don't think <laughs> that would be a good, good thing so uh,
0: was, was there any other major things that happened besides just like ominous feelings in certain areas or was that just like the one big thing that happened while you were up there
5: yeah, that was the one big thing that happened. I mean, yeah, the whole, the whole place is weird, and the whole time was weird. And at this point, it's so long ago that, you know, if there was something little that happened, the, only this one big thing really sticks yeah. in my memory, you know?
2: Sure, yeah. Did you guys
1: take pictures or anything of, uh, of the rabbits spread out everywhere or anything like that? Those those would be some
2: crazy pictures. Wasn't that back in the days of like, what did you have, like a Blackberry or
5: something?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, in 2013.
5: (laughs) Pretty great iPhone
2: photos.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I never took pictures back. I still don't really take pictures today, so...
3: I mean, and that always amazes me too. And you know, they tell me all this technology and cameras and cell phones nowadays. Yeah, but if I'm seeing something, a UFO or Sasquatch, I'll tell you what, I'm going to try to remember my phone, but more than likely I'm just going to be standing there with my jaw
1: hitting the floor. I don't know. if oh, I'm Yeah. Gonna You're going to be in
2: so much awe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean,
1: that happens a lot with, that's like so common. People will see UFOs or something strange and anomalous and like, they just don't think to grab their phone or it's like an afterthought. Like it goes away and all of a sudden they're like, Oh shit, my phone. Like
2: not. And not only that, not only that, but a lot of times they'll they'll like go back to sleep or be like, huh, that. And then the next day they're like, why did I not care about that? You know, like you you hear that in a lot of like abduction cases and stuff. Yeah, definitely.
3: So Chris, I've got one more question on my side. And then I, you know, I let all you, if you have any more questions, um, so obviously that experience. And, and first of all, thank you for sharing. I, I mean, that's very, I think it's very open and honest with you. There's some people that really don't want to share something that affected them to that, to that point. Um, some people do, some people don't. It really depends how they feel about it. But you've had that experience. And then, of course, you know, you, you know we all, you know, and your husband Larry, you know, he says we're just infatuated with the secrets of Skinwalker. What, what do you think about the people that are so into what is happening up there? Do you think it is down the road of, we better be safe of what we're getting into, what they're investigating, what they're experimenting with? Or do you, really, do you think it's not a big, you know, hopefully something gets found, something get, maybe it proves your story a little bit, something occurs, it is something similar? Um, what's your viewpoint on this whole new phenomena that's happening up there that's kind of got reintroduced?
5: I do think that going into these spaces with the utmost respect and reverence for the possibility of something that you can't, that you don't, you can't explain is important, but I do think also finding out why it's happening and what it is, and I mean, I don't know if they ever will, honestly, but I love that show. It's great. Like, I... I enjoy watching it. I it doesn't mean I want to go camp in a trailer like Travis did and lose William. I don't want to do that. But William (laughs) I mean
0: William
2: (laughs) William.
0: (laughs) Seriously, did they
5: ever find William? Yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah, he Uh, got back up.
2: He
1: okay, came
0: back. Okay. They just he's a good boy. Yeah, he's still a good boy.
5: I guess that's the main thing that I took from this show is where's yeah. William?
2: <laughs> yeah, we, we all, all had the same Yeah.
5: Yeah, he turned um, back
0: up a couple episodes later and they didn't even mention it, so he must not have gone far. Yeah.
5: I think it's I think it's definitely worth investigating. And I think trying to learn what is out there and what the possibilities are is really, really important. But I also think making sure that you protect yourself is important and make sure that you understand what the possibilities are is also yeah. important.
3: Absolutely. I, I think we all agree too. And I, I think that, uh, you know, the people they gathered together to, <clears throat> to do the experiments on that show, that I believe they did a pretty good job in picking the right, I wouldn't say experts, but I'd say professionals um, that are used to something like that, how they're doing things. I think it's a, it's a good choice of who's up there. I, I'd much rather feel safer with uh, Travis than I would, you know, some Joe Schmo that happens to have a paranormal club in Nevada. Yeah. You know? So I think, yeah. it, I think it's a good, I think it's a good pick. And I think they're on the right track.
1: So. Well, and those guys cool. are experts in their fields. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? Exactly.
2: Doing it, doing it, you know, from a science perspective while still being open-minded to the fact that it's completely well not completely but for so far unexplainable
1: yeah well i mean when you use our known science and then there's just all these anomalies that you can't explain with our science with our known physics and everything like that's when it's like huh
2: you have to open your mind to something different than regular science or physics you know
3: observations and it's kind of neat how they do that too and they you know Decide they're going to throw out. Nope, can't be this. It can't be this. Can't you know? A lot of deduction and a lot of uh, analytics into it. And I and I think they're they're on the right track. But um, but that's the only questions I had. Do, do you, anybody else have any wrap ups or anything to other than just thank you for coming on, taking your time.
1: Yeah, I just want to say thanks. And I mean, yeah, i yeah. appreciate you being so open and candid about you know a, a pretty traumatic experience in your life. I mean, because that's obviously affected you up until this point you won't even go camp anywhere there so it was definitely a profound experience so thanks for sharing it with everybody for our yeah. morbid curiosity
4: <laughs> that's yeah. weirdos out here and uh thank you strange uncles for having me and larry on for the last however many episodes we really appreciate it it's been yeah. really fun it
0: has. uh anytime we can think of a reason to have you guys on we sure will yeah
2: yeah we're 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 the stepchildren of strange uncles i think <laughs> you're
0: the you're the weird nephews that, or something. yeah <laughs> yeah we come around every once in a while you know. all, right. Right. all right. That's that's
4: a bad. Bad. We're bad nephews bad. that's it dude we're weird nephews
2: <laughs> Weird nephews. oh my god that's
4: funny trademarking it, it i think it just
3: happened that's we're so
4: cool.
2: history or people.
4: it's or it's just the new segment on strange uncles we're a permanent segment Weird nephews
2: featuring Weird Nephews, (laughs) yeah. Featuring the Weird
1: Nephews, yeah. It's time for our
0: semi regular installment. (laughs) I
2: love
3: that. Don't make me order clothes for you guys and dress you up. (laughs) We're
2: gonna print shirts and shit tomorrow, please.
1: Uncle Shane, (laughs) Weird Nephews are coming by to visit. (laughs) Uncle John's
4: drunk again
1: surprise surprise <laughs> <laughs> oh God, too funny
3: no i no. It, it's been a pleasure and it's been a joy um you know it'll be nice to kind of you know get, we're waiting for season two don't see why that's not going to happen and, and by all means like josh said you know if there's a reason to bring you back on something that maybe a topic that we all um you know that we all really are into by all means you know, and then of and course, maybe
2: the right um you know once we Go on our next little skirmish we'll have to recap it or whatever yep. yeah
3: do another two-parter yeah absolutely I think it's fine yeah. so,
0: I would be super interested to hear more of your paranormal experiences also Carissa and Larry that sounds I w- really interesting. I was gonna
3: say yeah you read my mind Josh I think uh you know maybe if you can think of a few to put together we're always I I think I get mine from my mother, although I'm not half as good as my mom used to be. She, she was like a magnet for this kind of stuff, and it was just crazy. The story she would tell me, and and uh, and my dad, you know, would just shut it off. Like he just, well, you don't believe in it. It's not going to get you. And that was the end of the story. And he's right, Which you know.
1: Is kind of yeah. the time is very true.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. If you could yeah. shut off the the spigot, then shut it off. But um, yeah.
0: Maybe we'll do an episode where we all just kind of share our own paranormal experiences because I've had a bunch too, but I just don't really know how to talk about them. I haven't figured that out yet, you know, like in a way that works well for this. It's It seems
2: to be, you know, very personal. So explaining how you actually felt during that is next to impossible, but I think you've done a great job. So Yeah.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the key to it. They're very, very personable. And anybody's willing to share is, uh, you know, is okay in my book. So um, follow Larry and Alex on the cold research team. Can't wait to get out with you guys. Hopefully August we're talking about. Yep. Yeah, it will be a blast. Uh, You can actually follow us on all social media. Um, you can write us if you have a story of any kind. It doesn't necessarily have to be Skinwalker-related. It can be anything under the 14 and high strangest realm. You can write us at uh, 801-252-69. Well, you can't
1: write us there, but you can call you us. call us. Yeah,
2: I got And <laughs> Thanks, sir. And it's, you a, can, it's evolved from a yeehaw to a... Hey, a, Shane, full you sentence, right. a full sentence. A full sentence. 45.
3: Well, write us <laughs> at
0: strangeruggestml.com. <laughs> Uh, and The social handles are Strange Uncles Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, and just Strange Uncles on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And-, and
3: if you get crazy, you, know, you can become a uh, Patreon member and you can follow Sarah patreoncom slash Strange Uncles. Uh, it's been fun. It's been great. Can't wait to get together with you guys again. And uh, Chris, as always, thank you for your time. And, uh, you know, close gates.